following programming is sponsored by Six Feet Over Under Productions. The views expressed do not necessarily reflect the views of this station, its management, or Beasley Media Group. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Heart of Sports with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen, powered by ELEC 825. We are thrilled to join you on WWDB 860 AM and 97.5 HD2, part of the Beasley Media Group, ready to help you move into the weekend, talking about all the news in the world of sports. I refuse to look at you while I do the intro because I will totally screw it up. Yeah, way to add something to the show. <laughs> so, all right, Jeff, you're you're playing hurt today. I thought that was pretty impressive. You did you did bang it out. I, I got it right. No problems. I, I'm not playing injured or I'm hurt or whatever it is that you're doing today. Well, which is it? What am I hurt or am I injured? I don't know. You tell I'm me. I'm here, right? You're the gimpy one in studio. I'm here. Like more than normal. Why do we have to point this out? It's like like I need to sit there and like hobble around the studio now. I'm waiting for you to hobble. You get the boot on soon. So. Everybody wanted to know where the crutches were. <laughs> let's let, let's look add... at the big tall guy walk around in crutches, right? I don't need crutches. Oh, we that's... don't need no stinking okay, crutches. Okay, so it's okay yeah. for our listeners. Jeff and I talk height all the time. I'm five six. Jeff is not five six. So I, I never thought about hence, how big the crutches are. Hence the name are. of our production company. I never thought right. about how big the crutches are that you need compared to the crutches that I need. That that would be difficult. Anyway, that's not. Are your, you calling me freakishly tall again? Occasionally, I do that. And not this on this particular show. I'll leave that there. You're also going through withdrawal now because <laughs> you've decided while you're in ankle pain to kick Coke Zero again. Uh, how, again, <laughs> how's that working out for you? Made it. I'm on. I think my fourth day. All right, keep yeah. it going. Go See, no Coke Zero here. There you go. Just plain old water and stuff. You're doing good. Yeah. So. Look, normally we if I start buzzing around the studio in the middle of the show. We have lots of guests we're hopping to and we're like jumping between things. Today we just get to talk. And I'm pretty excited because there's a lot going on. That makes one of you. You're not you're never excited yeah. to talk to me, are you? Is well, it, you told people before the show that I was the guest. Well, you might participate today. Okay. I thought maybe you have some bring something interesting to this. This is show. my nap time. <laughs> I'm sorry to interfere with what you're doing. Can we talk a little All baseball right, to start? Mm -hmm. Did you stay up to watch the Phillies last night? No. No, you were, but you were out. You did, yeah, that's right. You were crashing weddings and stuff <laughs> last night too. Stop. <laughs> so, all right. So the Phillies last night, they won. They look better. They're playing the Pirates, so they should win and look better. Uh, what's your see? But that's the problem. You just set the bar low, and then you said they played better. They didn't play better for eight and a half innings. They, they played better because they played a crappy team. For eight and a half innings, they played better against a crappy team. Right, but and that, then they brought in not, Familia. They played better than the Pirates, not better than they've been playing. Yes, because the competition is lower now. They're fifty-two and forty-seven. <laughs> You're now. totally ignoring me because you want to find some silver well, lining in be, this. No, because the funny thing is, whenever I bring up here's who they're playing next, they're bad. Yeah. You go, I hate when you say the competition's lesser because it doesn't matter. They'll lose to them. Then when they beat them, it's like, no, you can't talk about that yeah, because the competition this is, my is lesser. Argument. Like, which one is it? Pick because a side. Is, no, it's my. You're argument. the one on both sides of the fence here. You're playing me right now. That I am. You're you're playing my I'm, role. Yeah, you're taking both sides of the argument and arguing with yourself. I right am now. perfectly okay with so that. So they're fifty-two and forty-seven. They've won six of ten, two straight. They're tied for the last wild card spot. I, I love that. They've won six of ten, but in that period of time, they lost four out of five. They did. Yeah. <laughs> What's your point? <laughs> that, that it's not like they've been playing well. You make it sound six out of ten makes it sound like they've been playing well the last ten games. But before they beat the Pirates, barely, what had happened in the prior five games? Should I redo the intro? Welcome to the grumpy heart of sports you, show today. You can do that. I was trying to be a little optimistic about what's going on. No, Gene you Segura weren't. Gene Segura might come back. 
Bryce Harper hasn't gotten his pins out, but he will come back at some point. Mm -hmm. They're still playing. Maybe they'll make a move at the trade deadline Which next week. Which pins is he getting out? The ones in his thumb. I don't know if that What about mean, the elbow? I don't. So, okay, that's my. Nobody has said anything about the fact that the guy couldn't throw a ball before he went out with his right. injury. Can he throw now? <laughs> oh, is well, he coming back wait. just to hit? Hold on. It, it, at this point in the season, if Bryce Harper comes back, do you have any doubt that all he's going to do is DH the rest of the year? There's no way that they are going to risk having him throw. Have that you, wasn't the plan once he got can, the injury. Why in the world would they change that now? Can he just stand out there and catch and then flip it to somebody no. afterwards? No, you can't put him out there because he won't do that. Have you seen our outfield? Remember he tried that last year and there were a couple times where he bounced it to second base. Yeah, I know. I know. Do you think he comes back as a DH though? Based on, well, you know, lots of people wanted me to be a doctor when I was younger. <laughs> if you're asking me for my medical opinion, yeah, help you back. Come on, Dr. Cohen. Get uh -huh. it out there. All right, Segura will come back. What do you think happens? Does Are you he, sure? He's in I know Lehigh he's Valley a AAA, right, right now. He, I mean, he's on his rehab assignment. You would assume he comes back this weekend, early next week. For and your season. answer is to put Didi on the bench? Yes. Okay. I put Didi on the bench. Do you uh, think that's happening? Remember, Rob Thompson came from the Yankees, where Didi was as well. Do you think Didi's going to the bench? I don't know. I think Boy, so. Boy, I totally talked you out of that. Yes. You I, see how easy that was? I still think he's going there, but I think that if it was Joe Girardi... <laughs> Just a little less than If it was Joe Girardi ago. himself, yeah. Didi would not be going to the bench. Bryson Stott would be going to the bench. I believe Bryce, that. Bryson Stott should be sent to the minors if he's going to the bench. He He's not a pinch hitter at this point no. in his career. He needs to, he needs play, to play every baseball. day. And he's playing well for a young guy yeah, out there who's uh, learning how to play baseball. hitter. But he's learning to play baseball in the big leagues. Right. Like but, you threw him in there because you, you didn't have the roster prepared. He's not a bench guy. So he needs to stay in the game. But the question then is, does he go to shortstop and does Segura go to second base? That's what I think would happen. Is, okay. it, is it Stott's the shortstop, Segura's the second base? I mean, you don't lose anything on defense if you put Stott at shortstop instead of Didi. Didi no, is not a good shortstop. I think that their best defensive lineup is Stott at shortstop. And, and anybody and else but Bohm at third? second, and then Veerling in center. And who's I've, at third? Bohm? I don't think they have any other options. I don't think Camargo's an everyday third baseman. I think Bohm's been playing better. And look, how do you take that bat out of the lineup now? Like, I well, get. You're saying that bat like he's a star. Look, I'm not saying he's, he's a star. Serviceable. He's on a hot streak. He's got a 15 game hit streak. He's got 36 hits in his last 23 games for basically a month now. Mm -hmm. So it's not a couple games that he's doing it. It's a larger sample size. Last night he was moved to third in the order because of they had Real Muto sitting. He produced again. How about Schwarber being moved to second? What was that about? I I never know what that was. That was actually was. a smart move. That was a couple nights ago. I've thought that Schwerber should be in a different place in the lineup all along because if it's going to be boom or bust, at least let there be guys on base when it goes boom. Well, the assumption is you have a leadoff hitter to get on base. Yeah, if he said two, but it's a leadoff hitter. Do you think Vierling is a leadoff hitter? With this roster, he's probably one of the better well, ones Well, right okay, now. but you, you just mentioned a guy coming back. Do you put Segura as leadoff and do you move Schwerber to second? I would probably have more of a... Segura at sec, Segura two, Schwarber yeah. three. Then you're leaving a Veerling at the top of the lineup. I would put Veerling at the top probably. Okay. Now, he may not be able to handle that yet. But again, my thing is, 
Who, I want wait, ve- who can't handle that? Veerling? Veerling may not be able but to handle that But you were going to do that day. even if Segura wasn't coming back. I want Veerling in the lineup every day for his center field. Because Odo, I don't want Odubel yeah, Herrera we're, we're on talking the baseball about field. Yeah, but we're talking about hitting now. Nice of you to mute your things. So and it, it was a spam show. call on top of everything else. Look at that. It's very professional yeah. for the show today. Yeah, you like how I didn't skip a beat? The grumpy heart of it w- sports. It wouldn't even, I it skipped wouldn't plenty even come... of beats to stop and interrupt and say how you're getting here, a phone call you right here. I just hit do not disturb. Uh, uh-oh. I hope nobody important calls yeah, now. If anybody's <laughs> trying to call me now, you know uh, how you're on do not I got disturb. you to turn off the, the phone mm-hmm. totally. Look, Schwarber's got 32 home runs right now. What if that's publisher's clearing here? <laughs> You've missed your opportunity, man. I'm sorry. Just something else to blame me it's for. It's on you. Is, it, is that the only thing you blame me for at this point? Yeah, there was stuff that happened before the show, but we can't really talk yeah, about you it. brought in something nice, and I tried to give you credit for it, and it turned into a bad cause. Oh, now you're talking about the crimpets? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, you're talking about the other thing. Right? Yeah, I was talking about Let the other people, thing. Yeah, I wasn't talking about the fact that I bring in food for no, our good note, people, note and then self. every time you you disclaim credit for it, when you could take half the credit, note to which self. you would understand the whole big salad thing, but you don't watch Seinfeld. So no, I don't watch salad. That. But note to self, when doors are locked, don't open them for other people. Why is it note to self? Well, because I did it. Why don't you want to give notes to the rest of the people? Well, I'll there? give it to other people, but I'm the one that screwed the pooch. So, yeah, whatever. All right, back to baseball. Back to sports. So, Schwarber is on pace to obliterate his home run record. He had 32 home runs in 113 games last year. He's done it with 99 games so far. His career high is 38. Yeah. So he's six home runs away from his career high with about 80-something games left. So Let's hope think, he doesn't get injured. Where do you think this team ends up in terms of the trade deadline and what they do? Because They're going to get a fifth starter. Is that? And they're going to pat themselves on the back for it, and the Mets are going to win the division, and the Braves are going to be on their heels. And the Phillies might get the third wild card that they get to play someplace else and lose one game. Or if they're lucky, Wheeler will win that one game or whatever they have to do and whatever the latest thing is. And then they'll get killed in whatever round. Is that it, the right they strategy? Are, they're not going to make any decision that's going to make them contenders. They're just not. They're not. There's nothing they can do to get better than the Dodgers. There's nothing they can do to get better than the Mets, especially if the Mets now have Scherzer and DeGrom at the top of the lineup at the top of their pitching rotation. There's nothing they can do to to exceed anything that the Braves have already done. So if I'm them, I'm not trading Logan Ohapi. I'm not trading Mick Abel. I'm not trading Andrew Painter or any of the other prospects that they have for a number five starter who might get you two more wins the rest of the season. Would you include guys like that if it was somebody more Ohtani? significant? I know sure. you're not getting Shohei Otani, but... Somebody will, probably. I mean, I don't think ultimately the Angels trade him because they're going to ask for a King's ransom, but people will offer them a lot of money. I think San Diego would have been in on that, but I think they go for Soto and try and put Soto in that lineup with Tatis when he comes back and Machado, and they're just insane. Well, if, you, if you're if you San Diego, would you rather have Otani or Soto? Oh, I'd rather have Otani, Otani if I'm them because they already have, to, have the hit. But you probably have to give up more for Otani than you so do what? for Soto. They're one of the teams that has a deep a deep minor league draw. So do you not give up players because the Phillies minor league system isn't deep or because the player they get back won't be worth what they would give away? Yes. <laughs> Both. <laughs> Both. Okay. If, right. if I thought the Phillies could do something that would actually vault them to the top of the division, at, at least the top of the division, I'd do something. They're too far back at this point, and even if you get Bryce Harper and Segura back, 
as good as the offense may be, you still don't have a center fielder. You still don't have pitching that's reliable in the four and five spot, and you're praying that nobody else gets hurt. They have nobody in the upper minor leagues that can take that place. I do not want to see Chris Sanchez pitch again. I do not want to see... Belly Falter's going tonight. Uh, well, I was I was going to say mullet guy. I, I just I don't I don't want to see pitching ba- tonight. I don't want to see Belly Falter pitch. There, there Can you call nothing. it a bullpen game if he's not actually in the bullpen anymore because he just keeps starting? It's well, not really pitched, a bullpen game. He, he he's your starter as, now. Yeah, but he pitches as much as a bullpen guy. So he's he'll, an he'll opener. Go, he'll go. Yeah, exactly. He'll go two or three. It's hours. everything you hate about baseball. The Phillies have a permanent Bailey, opener in the Belly Falter should not be a starter on a contending team. It just shouldn't be. And that's, they are so woefully deficient with their pitching, their starting pitching. It's amazing that they came into the season that unprepared. No, it's not. They're the Phillies. They do that every year. Okay. Well, to me, it's amazing <laughs> Look, that they do I'm it every year. I'm a Philadelphia fan, okay? This is the team where the Eagles went into the season without a return man. It's where the Phillies decided they about didn't the Phil- need a- We're talking about the Phillies, and you brought up the Eagles. How are, many- you, are you the guy that does the Eagles chant at every other sporting How event? many times have the Phillies not had bullpen when we know that they need to have bullpen? Yeah. And, and instead, they trot out Yuri's Familia, who again last night tried to blow the whole thing up. And you're going to tell me that I'm not keeping it the same. Don't bring up Yuri's Familia. They, they regularly put talent in positions that are not able to succeed. That was one of their big offseason moves. Dude makes $6 million and came in and threw a gas can on a burning fire last Your night. Your whole premise was just wrong because you used the word talent. Yuri's Familia is no longer talented. They paid him as if he was talented. Okay, fine. Just because they paid him $6 million doesn't mean that he's talented anymore. But just because they paid him $6 million doesn't mean he has to keep staying up here. Why isn't Mick Abel up here? Or Mark Appel. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You or, can't or, have, no, not you Mick can't Abel. Why isn't Mark Appel why is it, in single Why isn't Mark Appel up here pitching that I don't out understand. of the bullpen instead because of he Familia? Wa- he was up here and, and he was, he was excelling. Well. Yeah. I, I just, like, I get money. I understand it. It just drives me nuts. This team would be better just by getting rid of Familia and Odubel Herrera. I, <laughs> we've been on that train. Morally, long, they'd be better, too. Been on that train for a long time. You watching the stories about the owner walking around the stadium, talking to fans, bringing them up into a suite, getting their feedback? What's that going to do? I don't know. Apparently, it's something he learned from his dad, where he he used to go around to the factory and talk to the employees so he could get the information Here's directly idea. from them. Why don't you spend time honoring the people who made the organization as good as it was? Ooh, salty Jeff. Yeah. How, how about how about we see Bill Giles in, on the Wall of Fame? Yeah, you've been calling for that for yeah, a while. Yeah, I. I, I I don't understand it. Explain okay, to so me. Okay, so again, can the two be mutually exclusive? Should he do what you're saying? And also, can it be a good thing that he's going around and talking to the fans? Or is that just a PR effort that it's he's doing? It's a PR effort. Okay, so it's, it's just straight PR. PR when he walks around in the upper deck. I, and- I mean, look, if he wants to improve the concessions, wonderful. Walk around and ask them what they want. But what what are you going to do? Are you going to ask the fans who you should trade for? I want for? a center fielder. Right. So So do you think that he's walking around... And that he's asking, and and fifteen people say to him, "We need a center fielder." And then he goes down to Dombrowski and says, "Hey, go get me a center fielder." The guys in section two forty three said, "Get one." Well, you should go sit in two forty three then, <laughs> if that's where he's getting his advice what, from. <laughs> whatever section he's sitting in, that doesn't make any sense to me. That that's what he's spending his time with. But the real things that people actually care about in this town, that he's not doing. Mm-mm. So that doesn't make any sense to me. Well, he spent money. Oh, it's I just get it. Just not how we're, they spent. We're going to honor Pete Rose. That's the answer. 
Again, what does that have to do with it? I don't know. Didn't you see? Pete Rose is now going to be on the field with the team when they honor the 1980 team. So do you want them to honor some of the history and not all of the history? Because there's a lot of people who believe that... And I, I don't really have a strong opinion on Pete Rose one way or the other. That'll shock you. I just don't. You could have just done the first part of that sentence. <laughs> but I, I just don't. Like, whether or not he should be included. Like, he did uh-huh. what he did. He tried to not admit it for a long time. Now he says he did it. He wants back in. No, he, he wrote a book. Saying I know. He, hold on. He wrote a book saying he didn't do it. Then he wrote another book saying he did it. He cheated. How many times can you have the same argument? You don't have to have, have the same argument. He just doesn't need to be part of this. And that's okay. I, I'm, I'm okay with that opinion. But if they want to have him on the field, they can have him on the field. I don't really care one way or the other. I wouldn't, but that's me. I don't understand why this is becoming an issue. Like, why this is what the Phillies are spending their oxygen on. Yeah, no, I agree with that. that. That these all these little moves that they need to put out there to make people go yay, for, yay, Phillies. Nobody cares about that. Does it distract? All they care about is whether they're getting a fourth or fifth starter and whether they're getting a center fielder. And that's not the thing that the owners walking around getting advice from fans about. Are they just hoping to distract from the fact that they're not getting a center fielder and a third arm? <laughs> no, isn't this the gritification of the Phillies? Like that word? Oh, look at you, gritification. Uh, well, you you talk about it, and we've had Chris Darian talk about it, and we've had other people it talking is, look, about when the players is on this the what field the Phillies are doing and players now? on the court and players on the ice aren't the focus of what's going on. When the play itself is not the story, that's not good for the sport itself. Well, that's what's happening to the Phillies in the middle of a pandemic. Now, race. and granted, they have a big green fanatic that does get a lot of attention for the team. But, I mean, you're right. I would prefer they just but go he's put the not product the sto- on the field. Wait, the, the, the fanatic is not the story. No. He's part of, if you go to the event, he's part of the event, especially for kids. It makes you smile every time you see him. He's not part of the story of the team. It's not what the Flyers did with Gritty. It's not what the Phillies are doing now where they're patting themselves on the back with li- these little PR moves are not helping them. Nobody extra is coming to the game. Nobody who's not coming to a game on August 10th or pick a day is coming now because Pete Rose is going to be there so you can clap for him. Nobody is coming to a game that wasn't coming before because they heard that the owner is walking around asking if you want a different type of hot dog at the stands. None of that's happening. It's not affecting anything. If you're going to do something and you're going to spend your time, your energy, and your oxygen, it should be spending on something that actually matters to people. And that's what I think they're missing. They that's, don't get that this stuff doesn't matter. I want to clip that and play that back again, Wes. That was good stuff from Jeff right there. So we could now save I that. Can, now I can take my nap? Yeah, you're done. Okay. <laughs> it's the best thing you're going to get on the show. 420, boom, I'm done. It's a good time to stop. <laughs> Antitrust. Usually we have a guest by now so I can stop talking. But you don't have to. You can uh. keep talking. Your favorite commissioner, baseball commissioner, Rob Manford, said some things this week. He wants to protect. Again, you could have stopped <laughs> the sentence right there. Go ahead. Tell he- me. Tell I don't, me your opinions well, no. when you hear his name now. Go for it. He argued before Congress this week that they need to keep their antitrust exemption because they won't be able to operate the minor leagues without it. It may not be possible for the league to enforce, establish, and maintain better working conditions for minor leaguers if the antitrust exemption is stripped. Okay. I'm not aware of any federal law 
that would require them to have worse conditions <laughs> if they weren't protected by antitrust. Than an air mattress that the players used to yeah, find I, themselves. I, I, mean, I mean, as two guys who have interviewed countless minor league players. Yeah, baseball's argument okay. shouldn't be we need to protect the conditions we that have, we have. We, we have heard all about the... <laughs> 14-hour bus trips and guys sleeping a half a dozen or more in a garage on air mattresses. And and the food we've been there to see the food they've eaten. We've been there to see managers handing out Chick-fil-A gift cards to the players instead of having a, like a training table that you see in like a good college football program. Are you, you really – your argument is don't get rid of the antitrust exemption because we might make the conditions worse. That, lit- that that literally is an overt threat that if you do something that they shouldn't be protected from in the first place, that you're going to make things worse on people who have no power to begin with. Well, the hardest part is that's not what he was saying a week ago. <laughs> a week ago, he was saying that he can't think of a place where the exemption is meaningful other than franchise location. So now it's critical to make sure that the minor leagues survive and thrive and players get paid. So but last week, it was irrelevant while he has 2,500 people come to the Oakland Coliseum so that they can have franchise relocation or nobody go to a game in Tampa or for the Marlins. So it's just – and Dick Durbin from Congress would not have in any of it. He was not impressed. They're not having fun with, with sports these days. They've got Dan Snyder testifying from a yacht on YouTube or uh, on Zoom finally for 11 hours. I'm going to try that. So Manford's response – this is from uh, Congressman Durbin. Manford's Please response don't. to our bipartisan request for information raises more questions than it answers and discrepancies between today's, today's letter and the reality that minor league players are experiencing – Reinforce the importance of end of reviewing the century-old antitrust exemption. I think that they're trying to get rid of it. And I think that these leagues are foolish with their arguments for trying to protect it. I get trying to protect it. You're fighting a losing battle right now. You need to figure out how to operate in a post-antitrust exemption world because they're looking to break you up. I don't understand why they need it. What do they get from it at this point? They need to that protect they those do hot whatever dogs they want. for the minor leaguers. They need to do what they want. That's what they want. They want they want a law that says they don't have to follow the law. And there's absolutely no reason that Major League Baseball or any other team needs that anymore. You have unions. You have collective bargaining. You can get everything that you want. You're just not going to get it as easily anymore. No, Deal with it. You're not. And, and, there, and nobody has sympathy for them, especially when the guy who's at the top of it can't speak English well enough to explain it. If you're going to, you and I talked before the show and I asked you, what is he, what is his point? What is he getting from this? And he can't explain it. He's a labor. He just says things. He's a labor lawyer, not a commissioner. Well, that doesn't and mean, that's but that's the doesn't, problem. But he looks at it from the legal perspective. And I get you say the good of the game, but you're not approaching it from the good of the game if you're saying this. But just because you say it from the legal perspective doesn't mean that there's no logic to it. He doesn't. When I go into court, I can't just say to a judge, hey, judge, by the way, this is the way it should be. If you do, I'd like video of what happens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> video or it didn't happen, Jeff. Uh-huh. Yeah, you see me weeping as I walk out of the courtroom. <laughs> I guess you won't be going back to that courtroom again. The judge wants to know why. And Rob Manfred appears either not to be able to or not willing to say why. And if he's going to cross his arms and stomp his feet and just say, you need to do what we tell you to do, and if you don't, it's going to be really bad for everybody, people get tired of it after a while. 
They people definitely. get tired of it in every walk of life when you just tell them what to do without being able to explain why you think it's a good thing. And you have the guy who is responsible for protecting the sport, supposedly, and he's not able to explain to you why this would protect the sport. No, I not don't at get all. that. That's going to be the last word for this segment. I have my lawyer who has Nap written time. plenty of contracts in his lifetime to talk when we come back. Ooh about what you put in there about studying and weight. <laughs> Let's hit the break. Stick with us when we come back. Jeff on the floor. Operating engineers are the men and women that move mountains. And the Engineers Labor Employer Cooperative, ELEC, puts them to work. They create opportunities for the men, women, and union signatory contractors of Local 825, repaving our roads, keeping our homes bright and warm and even building our favorite team stadium. We understand infrastructure. That's why ELEC and Local 825 are ready to get to work. Jeff, apparently in the break there's some questions about whether I'm actually 5'6". I'm not doing a height test when we come back in for Randall. Thank you. I don't really care it's just what, not what my height is or your height. All right. Can we talk contracts? Uh, <laughs> there were two contract clauses this week that got some attention. Uh, we'll talk about them for different reasons. Mm-hmm. I'll go the basketball one first, and then I'll go the football one. Zion Williams signed an extension worth $193 million over five years, but it has a weight clause that his weight and body fat percentage must be below 295 pounds. If it isn't, then his money can be reduced. He's currently listed at 284 pounds. Wait, well, what's the max that he has to be at? 295. Oh, he's got 11, he's got 11 more pounds he's got to go, a little right? bit of window there. Right. All right, where are you on fun clauses to work into contracts? Because I'm sure that you've you written... You think that's fun? No, but I'm sure you've written clauses that are not standard language in contract. Is it surprising? Do you think that, do you think that clause is that unusual in contracts? I, I th- I've seen the mandate behavior, what you can't do. I haven't necessarily seen a regular weight clause unless the person specifically had a weight See, problem, I, I, which I, he has. I know, yeah, but I know people are going to say that somehow this is fat shaming or something like that. That's not it. Okay. What is, what's Zion Williamson's recurring injury or serious injury? It's his foot. His foot. Okay. And, and we know from Yao Ming and other players that have come through the league, you're jumping up and down on a hardwood surface. You are already excessively large as a tall person. If you have a lot of weight, your feet are going to give out. It makes total sense to have that. And, and let's face it, we've seen Zion Williamson when he does a windmill dunk over the guy who's passing him the ball, who you know usually mops up the court, and he's dunking it, and he doesn't look like he's in shape. So if you're going to, if I'm an owner and I'm investing a couple hundred million dollars in you, I don't think it's too much to ask that you're in good shape. I don't think you have to be in perfect. If you can play a certain way and it's not going to damage, I mean, look, Charles Barkley played, he wasn't exactly in the best, he wasn't the most felt player when he played, but he clearly didn't have a health issue and was able to have a long career doing it. And that was perfectly fine. With Zion Williamson, we know that he has a condition that weight will affect. So I don't think it's an unreasonable clause to have in his contract. Okay, so that's the basketball contract clause. Mm-hmm. Zion signed it. Clearly he's okay with it. He hasn't and, gone back on being okay with it. And here comes the 
clearly absurd clause. Then there's a flip side with Kyler Murray's contract. So Kyler Murray has a clause in his contract that if he does not put in four hours of study, is it per week? Per week. Per week. That's why it's even more amazing. (laughs) Then he loses out on money. And this study clause came out. Wait, you're missing part of this. The the best part of the study clause you completely missed. Go ahead. He's not allowed to do other things while he's in his study period. He was specifically not allowed to play video games was one of the things that was going to was in the clause so he had to have independent study with no distractions do you monitor now how old is your oldest what is a study hall yeah how old is your oldest five okay you're about to get to this point where you may want to put this kind of clause and you he needs your son needs to do homework and he needs to Wait, do it you without have the a television with on. your kid that it requires them to actually do things? No. but Because I thought they'd just ignore you regularly and right. say, hi, Dad. Well, no. <laughs> at, at this age, it's because I told you to. Okay. okay? I told somebody that the other day. Although, again, like I explained with John, Rod Manfred, this would be a good opportunity as a parent to, instead of just saying because I told you to, like Manfred would, but to expl- be to explain why it would actually be a good thing to study without the television on and then when they don't listen to you, then you can say because Pull out I the said so. Right. So it's funny because I'm watching all the other parents take their kids to baseball every night at like 7 o'clock and it's a million degrees outside. And I said to one of them the other day, I like that I can still lie about what time it is to my kids so they can go to bed. I'm ready to stay in this stage for a little okay, bit. Okay, can you clip this so we can play, <laughs> show his kids someday that he was lying to them? Uh, believe me, they're going to find out one day I was lying about him because I write a column about it every month <laughs> where I tell them all the things that I misled them about as a father. So, so you know the secret is. If they, if you want to catch them in a lie, just tell them their tongue turns blue, and then tell them to stick out their tongue. Okay. Yeah, See, I learned all these things uh-huh. on the air. You don't give me any of this advice off the air. So Kyler Murray signs the contract. His lawyer lets him sign the contract. No, 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 no. Hey, this, not his lawyer. His no, agent. No, no. This is where I get tired of this, and this isn't your fault. Uh oh. I just his said something wrong. His lawyer did not let him sign anything. His lawyer did not tell him to sign it. The way it works is your representative gives you advice based on their experience. You are the boss. It is up to you to read it and you to decide based on the information you have whether it is good or bad for you to then do it and then instruct your representative to follow what your thoughts are, what you want to do. Kyler Murray read a contract. That's the assumption we have to make. That he read a contract, there was a ridiculously absurd clause in there that nobody else apparently has. For, we haven't heard any general manager, we haven't heard any coach, we haven't heard another player, either retired or currently playing, saying that they're aware of anybody else who ever had this clause. No in matter their how contract. many stories were out there about people not studying exactly. and learning the playbook and knowing where to be and what to do. And so in his contract, he has a clause saying that he has to go on his own and study for four hours a week. They say Tom Brady studies for like 50 extra hours a week. And he's studying for four. And they have to mandate it in a contract where they're giving him over $150 million. Why in the world would they sign him? And then why in the world after he does this? And by the way, let's not leave out that Kyler Murray's agent is also Cliff Kingsbury's That's agent. my favorite part of the story, by the way. 
Like, you know that, like, <laughs> the, the Kenneth Kingsbury is like, yeah, damn right, tell him to make sure he has to yeah. study. <laughs> can, can you imagine being the agent and, and the coach is sitting there saying, you know, I really like Kyler as a quarterback, but he, he just won't study read. study more. Yeah, if I could just get that written into his contract, that you can't pay him until he does a couple study but, hours. But so after all of this, he signs it. Everybody comes out critical of it in 50 different ways. Initially, and then they was, rip it up. But initially, he was okay with it. Initially, his response was, the, it was important to the Cardinals, so it was important to me. Then it was, this is disrespectful to me to say that I don't prepare. He should have his beef with the team for proposing it. He no, should he have his beef with himself That's for what... going along with it. If it was something that he didn't want, he should have said, no. What were, what were the issues that have come up in the past about Kyler Murray? His leadership, it, right? It, yeah. And and what other things have we seen just in this offseason regarding Kyler Murray? He he uses Twitter. He takes the Cardinal. He washes everything that says Cardinals off of his Twitter page. He's not acting like somebody who's mature when he's thinking about these things. But will this contract be the trial balloon for how to do something like this in other contracts going no, forward? No. This will never be in another contract. So you don't ever. think that... You don't. It, no, I'm. I am telling you that I would. I'll bet you whatever you want to bet that in the next five years you will not hear about a single other contract having. So this teams ball. are just going to guarantee two hundred million dollars without. They any, can't put this in there. Th what this is, is absurd what, that it was in. there. Was it legal? Yeah, but but it's there. Well, there's two things. Here, here we go. Like we it's can, not illegal. We, we can. We here we go. Have it. Here's here's my little bit of tidbit of lawyer information. I knew I'd get something. It's legal. It's impossible to enforce it. So what are you going to do with Kyler Murray? Are you putting video cameras in his house and you're going to watch what he Ooh, does? Big Brother Kyler Murray. Ex oh, okay. <laughs> you, could, you could make it a reality show. Well, look, look at you. The look Cardinals could market it. Oh, my God. You must watch The Bachelor. The too. ratings would be excellent, <laughs> Jeff, especially in Arizona. You know, you watch a lot of television to begin with. I don't. We do not need not this Not those kind of shows. I don't watch anything productive. But how, how are you going to enforce this? Plus, he's not allowed to have the video games on. Are you going to put a, like a little adult supervisor? monitor on his Nintendo like th that's the problem with this on top of the absurdity of having it to begin with is it's just not I found it absurd that they ripped it up they cared so much about it to put it in there that the minute they got blowback they tore it up if I were Kyler Murray what I would have done is I would not have said anything and I since he's so good at using Twitter he should have just went in Twitter and made jokes out of it he should have put little pictures of himself studying. He clearly, all sorts didn't. Of stuff. He clearly got personally offended, and but even his uh, uh, the way that he seemed offended didn't see, it did seem manufactured to me. It didn't I understand, seem, like but he's laughing. I it. don't think he's the only one. Look, Patrick Mahomes commented on this. Patrick Mahomes said that he wouldn't go as far as say black quarterbacks are evaluated differently than their white counterparts, but he found it interesting that only black quarterbacks are subject to certain types of criticism. And we're so, gonna we're gonna have an author on next week from ESPN to talk about this very issue with a book he's written, the rise of the black quarterback Correct. in in sports. Mm -hmm. And I think the timing is perfect because, you know, you don't want to necessarily make things about race, but would this be an issue if it was in a different quarterback's contract? I don't know. I don't know if anybody would even call attention to it. I don't know why it was called attention to on his, but it's been handled that horribly. May be, that in may the be media. the most interesting part of this is where it came from. Yes. I, I cannot, 
Well, I choose not to believe as much as the Cardinals ownership isn't exactly the best. I don't think it came from you, ownership. You know that having worked in and around the media for many, many decades in mm-hmm. politics and government, when I see a story out there, the first thing I ask is who benefits from it. So who do you think benefits? Kyler Murray gets it out of the contract. I think I think Kyler's team leaked it out there. Uh, why would then why did they agree to it? Because do you think he do you think he, to get they the money? I think, think they, they wouldn't give the money without the clause, and now they got the money without the clause. I don't buy it. I'm just all conspiratorial today because you I'm throwing all of- kinds of crazy stuff out there. Who leaks that though? There are two. You're the contract man. There's two parties: the player side and the team side. No, there's others. Most contracts go to the league. So you think the league leaked it because the Anybody NFLPA didn't got, like a clause in there? Lord knows how many different people had their hands on it. It could come from anybody who just then leaked it to a reporter. It's certain, that, that's the most logical place that it came from. Are you I, concerned it was there to begin with? The clause? Yeah. Yeah. Of course I am. Why but, is but, that clause okay, but a weight clause isn't? Who said that? I'm just wondering. I, like, I'm okay is, with the weight clause. But you're not okay with this clause, with the study clause. I'm okay with it. I mean, if, if you ha- if if you need somebody that bad and you need to do this, I'm okay that the the ownership said this is what we have to do to get what we want. However, I just wouldn't want to have a team that its leader that this is what you would have to do. Yeah, that's a different question. Why I mean, would you commit to that leader? I'm not then? asking everybody in the world to be Tom Brady, okay? But that's kind of that's what we expect of the quarterbacks. That's that's what you expect out of Jalen Hurts, right? I expect you ex- him to study. You expect- I don't expect that have to be in his contract. No, you. that's my point. My point is you expect Jalen Hurts to be down wherever he lives, calling all of the receivers, asking him to come and work out with them. Do you expect him that in his off time he's not out partying and, and on South Street? He's going to be in his office, sitting at his desk, watching video, right? Mm-hmm. That's what you That's ex- my hope. You would, and you hope that your leader – does that to set an example. And that's not in f- just in football. It's in life. And Kyler Murray, for whatever reason, is accepting the fact that his employer has said, we need this in there because we don't trust you to act like a leader. What does that say to you as a player? Which player? Kyler his Murray. Teammate. We need you, but it's we not don't trust pl- you. See, to me, I don't look at this as, as football. I look at this as life. And and I and and okay you, as the person who's being told that we we love you, we want you. They're not we saying we want to be with you, no. but we don't trust you enough. So we're going to put a clause you in just, there to make sure you're the person we you want. You just added a bunch of things that are not. Well, you true. have to love somebody to give them that much money. You have to like what they're doing. Their play. Wow, your wife anything. must be really happy. <laughs> what you have to love somebody to give them that much money. Well, I don't give up that much money for my love and don't have that much money to give. But you're making a commitment no, to a player. That's not love. Okay. This, this is as simple as. You may not love them, but you are committing to them. You're saying you have no you're choice. my guy. No, you're saying this is the only option I have. That's what they said. We have no option. We took him. Was he the number one? I'm normally in, the know? player side guy, yeah. but if. Like, is this the organization not admitting that they took a guy who they can't rely on, so they're trying to put guardrails on it? No, is that what they are admitting it by putting that clause in the contract? That's my point. It by putting it in there, you have admitted that you failed in this draft pick, but he is good enough and better than what your options are. 
So we're going to make the best out of a eh, situation by saying, we think you're really good. We don't love you. Well, let's make that clear. They don't love him. and Because what they've done is put something in there that a leader doesn't need. And now what they have done by whoever leaked it, for whatever reason, is that entire fan base, the second he throws a ball to somebody who runs the wrong route. He didn't, he didn't hold study on, hold hard on, enough. Hold on. Wide receiver. Let's say DeAndre Hopkins runs the wrong route. Has nothing to do with Kyler Murray. He actually does the play right. It doesn't matter anymore. Now every fan is going to boo, and every fan is going to say, who's the backup quarterback, and you shouldn't have spent the so money. So is he right that, because- he, that it created a false narrative about him? No, because it's not false. He agreed to it. He created the narrative. He did not have to agree to this. Nobody put a gun to his head and said, here, $160 million, sign on the dotted line, and by the way, include the independent study clause. It's ridiculous. He created this. There's no question about it. I don't hear – have you heard anybody in the league say that Kyler Murray is a really hard studier? Have you heard – have you heard? By the no, way, it's always he's a great talent. Hold on, we're now in camps. Never his work ethic. Camps have started for the teams, right? Okay, so all the Cardinals are in camp. Reporters are all over the place. Name me the player that's come out and come to his defense and say he's. I don't know anybody on the team who's a harder worker than Kyler. Murray. Yeah, I haven't seen that. And look, you saw okay, that here. There you go. There you saw you go. that here with AJ Brown coming to Jalen Hurts' defense when there were reports out there that he was struggling and not throwing well. There you go. So you did see that, and that, but that's one of the skills that Jalen Hurts supposedly has. He struggles with the ability to make some of the throws and reads, mm-hmm. but he has that leadership ability. Does studying make you a leader? Yes. But that Absolutely. alone? No, it's part of it. Sports, just like getting better at your job, my job, any job, requires repetition, requires doing it differently, learning the ins and outs of it, learning the weaknesses of the other side, which is what you need to do as a quarterback in football is learn the defenses on the other side. If you're doing that, then you can require, you can mandate to all of the other players that you're leading that they do it too. If you don't do that, you set the example. Again, I'll use the example of father and son. If if my kid sees or your kid sees that you're sitting around all day, not working very hard, what? and then you tell your kid to go do his homework and he should work hard, he should do it. But he's going to sit there and go, well, that doesn't do it. Why am I supposed to do it? That doesn't change as you get older. Somebody needs to set an example. And he should, as the leader, as the guy who's getting paid the most on the team, the quarterback is almost always the leader on the team and and should be the leader on the team. He's the one making the decisions out there. He's the one holding the ball on every one of the plays on offense. And he he has set the bar that I'm not studying. You don't have to study that hard either. I'm going to go to some less controversial issues to – and the show. In I don't think. I, just so we're clear, I don't think this is controversial. No, I'm. I'm I understand I'm, that there are certain aspects of this that are serious. That that what he's doing could hurt a a, a group of people, and that's the concern. That's the controversial. I think that's part. the larger problem: is the perception that it creates 
for other black quarterbacks. Yeah, that's and that, that's and and you know we say again all the time, a leader per- would think of that. Perception is not reality all the time. It may be here in his case, but there are other minority quarterbacks who don't have this problem. In fact, Jalen Hurts' work ethic is apparently. His strong, one of his strongest qualities. Right. So you end up painting all of these quarterbacks with a broad brush, and that's why I look forward to having the conversation next week because, you know, it it, it does do damage for the larger reputation of quarterbacks. And a leader would think of that. Let's, so when that contract, when that clause is going in there, he should be thinking. There's a there's 15 million different reasons not to put that in there. And there's only one to put it in there is that that says, I haven't earned the trust of the people I work with. He clearly didn't, though. Yeah. And that's the. And I don't think it's changed now. I think it's going to be even worse now. Do you not think that players in the locker room when they're not when he's not around aren't sitting there snickering now? Oh, I'm sure. There'll be jokes made about it. We had to take we had to take the clause out now. Yeah. Because it hurt his feelings. Yeah, that'll definitely come up again. Uh, We got a couple minutes left. Uh, I want to start with Brittany Griner, Jeff. Uh, the story got more attention this week. There are now apparently negotiations between high government officials, Secretary of State here in the United States, Foreign Minister over in Russia. A uh, couple general managers because they keep referring to it as trades. Yeah, the the coverage, like it's a, a deal for a player to be named later, I could deal without in terms of... Yeah, people don't seem to understand that this is life and death. Yeah, this, this is not like... She's in jail You're going to put in a on a new country. team uniform and pick up different walk-up music. This mm-hmm. is... She's in jail. She's staying in jail. And the proposal is to exchange her and a, a Marine for a russian prisoner i don't know and what's the russian prisoner do uh he was an arms dealer right. i believe and so it's a pretty serious mm-hmm. thing and for the americans they say they're trumped up charges uh she has been in court this week but you have seen a rise in the attention around it and the pressure i, I was surprised that the u.s went public with their offer normally you don't see those things discussed until after the trade is done because you open it up to objections from people about everything. But I hope it's the first step towards bringing her home. I think that the challenge is you have a lot of people who look at her as a basketball player who got caught with pot in Russia. Yeah, but you also have a lot of people who just look up to her. Well, the, and, I, and, I agree. And, and sit there. I mean, Brittany Griner is a great basketball player, but she's a person. And she's sitting. She's and she sitting played a, for the United States. She represented her country. Yeah, but regardless of any, any of that, I, yes, I understand that. But she's she's a citizen of this country who was over there playing a sport and got detained and has been stuck in a cell because she's being used as a pawn. I didn't realize. And can how you imagine more, how scary that must be? I didn't realize how much more lucrative it is for women to play over in Russia for basketball. Yeah, I mean that was some to play here. So, like you say, well, why is she over there? Or why are other players over there? They can make four and five times what they can make here playing in even the WNBA or other leagues. Yeah, so, I, don't, I don't think people realize, like, the max base contract, I believe, is $190,000 a year. Now, that's not bad money, but that's not – I don't think that's what most people think. Pay, they can get paid a million, a million five over in Russia. In Russia? The, how, how crazy is that? And apparently put up with good lodging and good, you know – But how is that? How is it that, that in this country – that women in the WNBA are only paid a max 
if you're the star of the team, $190,000 or so, and you can go to Russia and make four or five times that? Yeah. Well, what's going on in Russia that, that they're able to pay more? I was surprised by that. And look, I mean, I hope that the fact that it's more public is the start to ending this. I'll be very curious when she does get out, what how she uses her platform next to try to... Well, you're saying when, which is a good word to use. I just say if at this point. I'm hopeful that it'll be a a when. Um, I think politically the fact that it's with a Marine makes it more likely that there would be a release just having worked in the cynical world of politics to be able to tell that story as opposed to one for one, a basketball player, whether she's an American citizen or anything else. Mm -hmm. The fact remains people make decisions not that she's an American citizen all the time not everybody but there are different people who will look at it different ways is is the wnba growing the way that we've talked to Susie and talked to carly lloyd and sp- spoken to so many of the women in soccer the way it's growing or or is the wnba not expanding in that way i think they're expanding but i don't know how much they're growing from a revenue standpoint some markets seem to do well with attendance. Mm-hmm. Other markets seem to struggle with attendance. Now, remember, like, are you are you not surprised that in this city that we don't have a WNBA? I'm shocked we don't have one yet. And I mean, Don Staley keeps lobbying for it. Mm-hmm. I think that that will be part of the Sixers' plan if they get the arena that they want to have a WNBA team playing in there along with the Sixers. Uh, I am I'm surprised. You know, Philadelphia is a city that can sustain sports. I mean, I think we've seen that. It doesn't matter what sport it is. There will be a fan base that comes and roots for it, whether it's the union that that now is playing well and has a big fan base. Look, the Flyers are terrible, and people still show up at times. <laughs> you had to get that in, I you? can't resist it. It's driving me nuts. The soul even made it here longer than the, most the, the soul <laughs> did make it here. Look, let's talk about a fun team real fast before we get close. Which one is that? Actually, let's go to Live Golf. And oh, then we'll close yeah, that's fun. All right. What is going on here, Jeff? The Live Golf extended its tournaments next year, paying more Cash money. Cash money, homie. <laughs> they're at they're at a golf course in New Jersey now. Jeff, tell me which golf course in New Jersey they're at. Trump's golf course. So so let let's see here. Live Golf decides to have the Saudis throw ridiculous wads of money at older players who haven't won in a while, including you and I talked beforehand. The headline yesterday was Watson goes to LIV Golf, and nobody thought that that was Bubba Watson. I thought it was Tom Watson at uh, exa- first. Everybody thought it was Tom Watson. That just means I'm old. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It means that Bubba Watson's irrelevant at this point. And so he's 47 years old, which is relatively old in golf. You're three years away from the champion store, or whatever we're calling it now, the senior store. Bubba goes over there and gets $50 million. Why in the world would anybody give Bubba Watson $50 million to go play and not win tournaments? That's basically what they're doing. And, you know, you have, you saw yesterday, look, we're not a political show, but you saw yesterday 9-11's, the family members are coming out and saying, you know, look, if if you want to do this, that's your choice. This is a lot of money. But don't sit there and say that it's not what it is. This is the Saudis throwing ridiculous sums of money for an irrational reason to make themselves look better somehow. And these athletes have decided that they're going to be pawns in this. And on top of that, they're so tone deaf as to what's going on, or they just don't care, that they decide 
they picked the most polarizing person in probably in American history, and they decide to put one of their golf tournaments there as one of their initial events. And why? And our friend John Barr was there to get the comments <laughs> from the president that then led to more criticism. That we don't know Look, yet. I, I think that if you're taking the money, you have to acknowledge what you're doing. No, but they're not. To be defensive about it, it does, serves no purpose. Phil Mickelson having verbal diarrhea was the best thing that happened to that tour because he became the lightning rod and everybody else scurried behind him yeah, without they just having all to say anything. Fly under the radar. Do, do, does, does Dustin Johnson, does, do, do any of those guys be able to go over to that tour as easily as they have if Phil Mickelson hadn't taken all the flack for it, all the shrapnel for months? Well, no, and somebody else got some flack this week. Charles Barkley played a little footsie about leaving TNT to go over to broadcast. Look, I'm not going to in a place to tell somebody not to take money. I'm not going to do the moral equivalent of we take money from here, we well, don't but that's take what, money there. Yeah, but that's what people are doing, and that's what you hear a lot of the people on this Live Golf Tour do, which is to sit there, and people who defend it, is to sit there and say, well, you know, the NBA takes money from China, and this person, at some point you have to have a moral compass. And it shouldn't be that you sit there and anytime you do something that's wrong, you say, well, there's somebody else who did something worse. No, that's worse. not to say that what the NBA does, taking money from there, is right. No, but it doesn't make it any more right for what you to doing. do something that's wrong. You're taking what a lot of people believe is blood money. And, and you're sitting there doing this and, and saying, well, there's other people that do something similar. No, you have to fess up and say well, that's, you did it. That's sort of what Barkley did. He said everybody's making up words like sports washing and dirty money. I'm like, listen, if you play sports, we all take money from sources you might not love or appreciate. I don't want to be a hypocrite. These guys are trying to make a living. I wish them nothing but the best. Same thing with my friends on the PGA Tour, but everybody's just kind of like trying to play the moral card. It's just a moral card, Jeff. You, It's not a card. It's just, it's just life. a moral card. It's life. It is life. And I, I'm not going to say who's right or wrong, but if if there are people I, that are that are deeply hurt by this, you have two choices: you can empathize with those people or not. I'm still of the and the opinion, people on Live Golf Tours have no empathy towards what's going on. I'm still of the opinion that eventually players from the Live Tour will be able to play on the PGA Tour. Their Live scores just won't be counted. I well, don't see well, how that, that's kind of what should happen. Yes. Because doesn't that also make with the, all these other leagues all around the wait, world? Wait, wait, but hold on. If if that's what the PGA Tour did in the first place, it wouldn't have been an issue. Live Golf would have died by now. Absolutely, yeah. they've, they've you've created a competitor. This, yes, yeah, they've made them into look. There's an old adage in politics. It would have been basically a you, celebrity golf you event. Don't instead. punch down because you bring somebody up to your level. PGA Golf was the standard, and they decided we're going to go punch down with a bunch of people who have money and raise them up to our level and give more attention to somebody who only had a YouTube deal to stream events and got 50,000 people watching that stream on the first day. They've gotten more free attention from the PGA's attempt to not give them attention than anything they could have generated on their own. Yeah, they, th this would have been just a sideshow. Yes. People would have gone and played three rounds of golf instead of four, and they would have had their little team like they have their little teams and you could go watch it on YouTube until your Wi-Fi doesn't work anymore. And that would have been the end of it. And now... And instead what they did is they, they literally created a competitor. It's pretty they, impressive actually how they did it. Well, like 
I think what we've learned this week is is there's a bunch of people running professional sports that really shouldn't be running professional sports because they don't know. Like, why did they not sit down and figure this out? They knew this was coming. They may not have known live golf was coming. They Some knew competitor would was always coming. come with. You can't keep the, a monopoly forever. Mickelson and others were have been complaining about this for a while. It's not like they didn't have a warning, and I know they increased purses a little bit for some of the golf tournaments. And they're they not giving the money. And that they created out the here. little bonus at the end of the year based on their social media hits, which that like it just doesn't make sense. When Whoever's you coming don't up with have these a rules. TV contract, you depend on other people sharing your content. Again, it's it's a league that has no media footprint, but is constantly in the media. It's amazing how well they've done marketing themselves. And their whole point is for the Saudis is to rebrand who they are as a country through the support of all these things. You know, when wrestling did it years ago and struck a deal, it was really questionable. They still go over and wrestle, but in those things, women can't wear their regular outfits. They have to cover themselves. There's lots of questions about the morals of when you work with countries like this, yeah, probably what, what you won't see anytime soon is the, the LPGA live golf thing. No, that won't happen out right. there. Any final thoughts, Jeff? Before I we just sign gave off for the week? It. Oh, that was your last. That's good thought. it, and oh. I made it through the the whole the whole show. Awa- awake and without. Thanks for zero. showing up and working hard. <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week. Make sure to join us next hurt. Friday night. Start your weekend in style. Have a great one. We'll talk to you next week. Bye bye.